checking in this morning in Washington, D.C. with uh, 5th District Congressman Tim Wahlberg. And uh, it's been a busy couple of days. And it always seems to come down to crunch time as uh, providing funding for the federal government. Uh, continuing resolution passed. Uh, I guess I didn't look at the, uh, the, the tally. Uh, did you vote in favor of this uh, latest continuing resolution? Yeah, the CR came up uh, again uh, because, frankly, there just were not the votes to do any alternative. And uh, my, my position has always been, I think your listeners know, that uh, I'm not here to stonewall or put blockades up. My purpose is to move things forward. Always moving forward develops further opportunities. And uh, so, sadly, um, since we weren't willing to stand on what we passed already with every single Republican, and I'm getting to your answer, but I want to lay the groundwork for it, uh, all, all of the Republicans, all of the Republicans voted for a proposal months ago, with our last speaker, in fact, uh, that if we didn't get all of the 12 appropriations bills completed uh, and and uh, passed both House and Senate uh, by the first of the year, we would uh, we would have a one percent cross the board reduction in a continuing resolution without limit, long term, as long as it took to finally get an agreement on the appropriations package. That hasn't happened, and in fact, the the new speaker, Speaker Johnson, during the course of the Christmas recess called all around to all of our members and sadly he found that it was almost 50 of our members again all of them who had voted for that plan of a of a, of a, a real push saying let's get our act together otherwise one percent across the board cuts good programs bad programs everything and that's not a good way to do it but at least it would give an incentive for the senate to do something well that's not the problem now 50 50 almost almost 50 of our members said no, they wouldn't vote for that. Uh, frustrates me. I, I don't like it, but I'd have, I would have voted for that in order to put the, the the punch in for all of our members to finally say we can't have 100 percent, but we can sure get 70 percent or 80 percent. Let's take that and come and fight again. So the CR came up yesterday. Uh, otherwise, a shutdown would take place, and I've got a document on my desk. We went back historically and looked at um, uh, shutdowns going back to 1996. And in every one of them, we came out with less than we would have had if we'd accepted the initial offerings. And it cost us more, cost us more to the economy. And a lot of people, including military families, uh, Social Security recipients, uh, veterans, uh, Medicare, Medicaid recipients, etc., cetera, uh, farmers with programs, you name it, were hurt during the process, even though some of them got paid back in the end. But military family that's not getting their paychecks, not making much anyway, having to wait days to get their paycheck, that's not a good thing. So I voted for the CR. Takes us um, nothing changes, no increased spending, just everything's the same uh, until March, and hopefully between now and then, cooler heads will prevail and we'll have the majority necessary to pass it. And Ken, you know, I mean, you may have covered this in the news programs, but we are down now because of member Bill Johnson from Ohio taking a presidency of Youngstown State University. We are down to only two-vote majority, um, and that's a challenge. So 
that's where we're at right now. All right. Uh, let's flash back a little bit. Uh, the Iowa caucuses and overwhelming win by Donald Trump in that. Uh, of course, another candidate drops out of the race. So essentially, it's a three-horse race, it looks like right now. Is it is it a three-horse race heading into just the, the first primary coming up in New Hampshire? Or is, is it sewn up for Donald Trump right now, do you think? Oh, it never can be sewn up. Uh, a lot of things have happened. We've seen what's taken place in the past in Iowa and then what changed in New Hampshire. But the polling right now in New Hampshire still says that Donald Trump has a solid lead. Um, Nikki Haley is the one that will probably show show a movement uh, upward, uh, very close to DeSantis in Iowa. Uh, she may surpass him in New Hampshire. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, my only hope is that it doesn't get so heated that um, those three top candidates can't ever work together. Um, all of them have outstanding capabilities. Uh, I've endorsed Trump for, for you know for the record. Um, clear, clear disclosure here. I've endorsed him. I believe he's the guy that we need at this time when we have fallen back in the world's eyes in security, uh, in our border, uh, in our economy. Inflation, all of that is, is just has melted down here in the United States. I think he's the one that's supremely capable in the in the four years that the next president will have to, to, to turn us around significantly. And uh, we need that. It's a dangerous world. It's a costly world right now. Um, and our, our nation is literally under attack every day. And I'm not talking about every illegal immigrant, but I'm talking about the dangerous ones. The ones that we have caught and the ones that we haven't caught. Uh, so we'll see what comes out of New Hampshire. But right now, all, all of the polling says Trump's going to win another one. And uh, even looks uh, South Carolina looks the same thing down there, even though uh, Nikki Haley is uh, former governor of South Carolina. So uh, Trump is exercised to, to win this, to not make mistakes that he's made in the past during primaries. Um, and uh, I think that also bodes well for those of us that want a Republican in the White House in the next term, uh, that he has learned from the last, and uh, nothing will be taken for granted. Fifth District Congressman Tim Alberg with us from Washington, D.C. Is there an agenda for you guys for next week in Congress then, after since this continuing resolution is, is uh, finished? Uh, we'll be back in district for in-district work period, uh, most of us. Those on the appropriations committees and certain key leadership negotiations will continue uh, next week here in Washington, uh, or by phone lines, uh, Zooms, you name it. There's going to be a significant activity. I'm talking with some senators this morning at a, at a pro-life uh, breakfast uh, who will be part of the negotiating team in the Senate on the Republican side of the aisle. Um, so, yeah, it will continue because... Uh, we, we've, been, we've given ourselves basically a month um, to come to a conclusion uh, that we can get votes in both houses to pass. And here in the House, uh, I think we've shown our resolve, even, even in some ways by our <laughs> recalcitrance in, in working together, um, that the Senate can't assume they're going to they're just put one by us. Uh, the border is a key issue. We're not backing down on that. That that's something I will I will not uh, I will not compromise on. Um, if if they don't give us uh, in any supplemental or in the budget itself uh, the main language of HR two our border protection 
bill that we passed twice already in the House, uh, then I'm a no, I'm a no-go on whatever uh, package that that would be included in. So that is something I think Speaker Johnson has shown resolve on. Even being ganged up at the White on at the White House this past week, he, he remained firm, said no, that's a non-starter. Uh, we are not going to uh, we're not going to do a full immigration reform. We have the laws if we'll if we'll follow them. Right now, we need to secure our borders. So that'll be an agenda. But I'll, I'll be home next week. Uh, some town halls that I'll be doing and and uh, normal normal in-district work period. So. Right. Well, safe travels coming back, and if not sooner, we'll talk next Friday, all right? Will do. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. And that's Congressman Tim Albert, live from Washington, D.C., with us this morning.